Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks and God bless. Discerninghearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest in the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Esif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by St. Pope John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love. Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. What's on your heart today, Monsignor? Today, Thanksgiving. You know, Chris, if we don't have this attitude of gratitude, if we don't have thanksgiving, we can't understand anything about the spiritual lives. The opening prayer of today's Mass, uh, and, and you may be hearing this in New Zealand or Australia or Canada or other parts of the world, but here in the United States, it's the one holiday, the one time in this country where all of us give thanks to God. It's a national holiday. And every every one of us sees this as a day to thank God, no matter what faith or religion we have. And so the prayer at Mass, I'm a Roman Catholic priest, as you know, and the prayer that I will offer at Mass today, and Catholics throughout the world are offering, Father, all-powerful, your gifts of love are countless and your goodness infinite so that everything comes from you, God. As we come before you on Thanksgiving Day with gratitude for your kindness, open our hearts to have concern for every man, woman, and child, so that we may share your gifts in loving service through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. So the the whole spirit of being grateful is that I... And we have received everything we have from an all-loving God, from an infinitely good God. There is nothing I have that I haven't received. And so before I can pray, before I can serve, I must be aware that everything has been given to me by God, whatever I have. And therefore, I place it in loving service and sharing for my brothers and sisters. I want to offer it. I want to pass it on. 
I want to give it to others. And when I do, it's going to bring great blessings. So that, you know, what you can, if you're listening, no matter where you're listening in the world, if you have a grateful heart, what you have is that you have received it. So you can go to Mass today, you can even pray. And if you aren't aware that everything you have comes from God, you can stand before God and you can thank God that you have everything you have, but not that you have received it. For For example, I can stand before God with sight, with speech, with uh, health, an ability to walk, with an ability to to have all these things, these 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 gifts that I have, and I may not be aware that they're gifts, and I could be blind spiritually. I could be deaf spiritually. I could be mute spiritually. I could be paralytic spiritually and also sick spiritually because I don't have gratitude. So that when I'm aware that what I have has been given to me, therefore I have a spirit of gratitude. And that spirit of gratitude will lead me to many wonderful gifts. Now in the book of Sirach, this Uh, magnificent selection that the church chooses for today's Mass. It's the 50th chapter uh, in the book of Sirach. And I'll read uh, from the 22nd to the 24th verses. And now, bless the God of all who has done wondrous things on earth, who fosters people's growth from their mother's womb and fashions them according to his will. Every one of us, six billion people on earth, no matter where you are, it is God who created you from your mother's womb and is fashioning you. May he grant you joy of heart. What happens when you're aware that you have received this from God? joy, and may peace abide among you. You have joy. You have peace. May his goodness toward us endure in Israel. So you have goodness to deliver us in our days. And so we have joy, we have peace, we have goodness, and we have deliverance and salvation. When I realize that all I have comes from him, then I have this spirit. Now, in in the United States and here now in America, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, much of what we do in our our, uh, celebrations is have this huge dinner and families will gather and there will be a celebration. And thank God that all the gifts that he has given us and our custom is to come together as a family and to celebrate and to enjoy. How many times that when a family comes together, there is really not joy? This, this Thanksgiving Day. And if we don't have 
that spirit that Sirach talks about. And what is the power, most powerful spirit as we come together to celebrate our holiday? It's given to us in a gospel, and it's the gospel from Luke. It's the 17th chapter, the 11th to the 19th verse. Let's listen to this. This is what's offered to us as we come today to recognize what is gratitude. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten persons with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Leprosy was thought to be communicated by the breath of a leper. And so the people who were declared to have leprosy had to go away from their homes. For the sake of the community, this person had to be put out. So there could be a husband, a son, someone. And here, here were these 10 lepers. They were all men from what the story is here. And they were sent away. And they were in this colony, not because they cared for one another, because they were, weren't all Jews either. One of them, as the story goes, was the Samaritan. They asked whether you know it or not, they had to ring a bell so that if anyone could, would come near them, that they, they would, and they'd, call, they'd cry out, unclean, unclean. So they raised their voice and cry out to Jesus. What did they have to have? They had to believe that he could heal them, and they did. So they do have faith. They stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. In that time, in, in Jewish culture, the priest was really the doctor. And so when someone had the pustules or evidence of, of leprosy, he had to examine them. If, him, if anyone got cleansed of that leprosy, and that's why he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And, and then they had, again, they had to have faith. And while they were on their way, realizing they were cleansed, and as they were going their way, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. This is a powerful story. There's something important about this particular leper. Let's listen. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, ten were cleansed, were they not? So these other nine just went off. Has none this foreigner, because he was a Samaritan, not a Jew, returned to give thanks to God. Then he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. Didn't the others have faith? But what was this that was so different? His attitude of gratitude. Listen to what he, he glorifying God. 
he comes, returning, glorifying God in a loud voice. He fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. What does this man have? He has a relationship with Jesus Christ. The greatest gift that he could have, even greater than being cleansed from leprosy, is this relationship with Jesus Christ. And what, what, does, what, what does it bring? Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. Now he has received salvation. Now he has received this relationship with Jesus Christ. So often, if you go to Mass and you, you have all these gifts, you actually could be there at Mass and whatever it is that you're going to do there. But unless you have, and this is very important, what God is teaching us in this lesson, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Unless you have the relationship that you and Jesus are, are, are in relationship. So what does that mean in an ordinary? Well, you come home to your Thanksgiving dinner. What is your attitude of, of gratitude as you come home to your Thanksgiving dinner? I know some people, they actually, on this Thanksgiving day, hate the holidays because as they come to these gatherings, if you don't have this intimate relationship with Christ, you come to the banquet and, well, here is your sister. And, well, she hasn't been seen since the last holiday. And your mother has Alzheimer's. And she really hasn't contributed. So there's tension around this celebration. I'm sitting at the, at the table with a relative, my sister, but I don't have the relationship of love. I'm really angry with her. And I'm, I'm just exhausted from taking care. And I've seen these cases in families where here is my brother-in-law. He borrowed money from me and never paid me back. And I have never forgiven him. And there's this attitude, there's tension around the family. Here is my dad, and I just have never forgiven him. There's in my heart a bitterness, and I'm here at the family gathering. But there's not love. Only when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ can we have a relationship of love that everything I have comes from a spirit of gratitude. That my love relationship in my family, <clears throat> because in every family, there's brokenness. There is only one family in, to which I have been introduced. The family of the Trinity. Through Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, with Jesus Christ, I have been introduced into a new family. God is my father. This person who is my dad, I can now receive in a new way. So if he hasn't supplied me or whatever he did during when he divorced my mother, supposing these tensions and around this so many families are so uptight and broken, supposing your son is coming to the dinner 
and he's bringing his gay partner. Here we have around the family tension, anxiety, and what is there in the relationship that I have with Jesus that can always help me open, open, open to every member of my family. It's really in St. Paul. St. Paul is talking about this spirit of gratitude and what it brings. You see, in Christ, what does he call this group that is in Corinth? Brothers and sisters. There is a family in Jesus Christ. Once you have been introduced to him, every person in the world, I met a black lady one time, And she said, you know, Father, we got brothers and sisters we haven't met yet. In Christ, once you establish, Paul is talking about what this Samaritan has gained. He's not of Jewish blood. We have relatives. We can never come together, and we never have, as a family, because of blood. Our blood relationships would never bring us into community and unity. One came among us, Jesus Christ, and through him and with him and in him, all of us have been gathered into one body. His spirit, which is love, is infused into every member of the human family, even though they're not baptized. Those who are baptized are baptized into that one body. Those who have not been baptized have been introduced into him as far as they have been through the Holy Spirit. This day in the United States, there are many of us who are not Catholic. There are many of us who are not Christian. But we are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And so as we gather today, Paul is telling what this Samaritan has received. He will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship with his Son. Every human being... Everyone has been called into community and unity with Jesus Christ. The nine lepers who didn't come to Jesus received health, and they were cleansed of their leprosy because of their faith. This person, his faith brought him to gratitude, brought him to Jesus himself, glorifying God. And today, when you receive this gratitude and this spirit of love into your heart, there will be happiness. That's what's promised in Sirach. If you realize that what you have comes from God, there will be joy. There will be peace. There will be goodness. And when you come away from your, from your dinner and, and tonight you say, gosh, this really wasn't a happy day. I contributed all kinds of things to the party and to the food or to the day and the time and the travel. But I'm really not a, not a happy person because that union 
with communion with Jesus hasn't been there. You didn't realize that what you were giving, and if you didn't give it out of love, it failed. Maybe sometime, you know, and I do know people who have come to an awareness that sometimes they should avoid the dinner and they would have a happier holiday. And I hear people say, I hate the holidays. What is the spirit of, of this day of Thanksgiving? It's a spirit of joy. It's a spirit of peace, of goodness, and of love. Maybe what you should do in the spirit of Jesus is invite people to sit with you who are not related to you because of Jesus, who are blind, who are lonely, who are poor. You know, in the spirit that Pope Francis is talking about, maybe when you invite those who are going to invite you back or just because they're relatives. And that's what our Lord talked about. But the spirit of Jesus and the spirit of gratitude and the spirit of thanksgiving really is, really is. What is it? It's encountering and glorifying the goodness that has come into our lives through, with, and in love, Jesus Christ, who is the king of love and the source of all love. When we as uh, Christians and when we as Catholics and when we as fellow human beings to our, our fellow members, when we realize that love is the source because love teaches us that everything we have, and that's the whole theme of Thanksgiving, everything we have, everything we are, comes from God. And in Thanksgiving, if we begin our Thanksgiving holiday, we can pray and thank you. We thank you, Almighty God. And in the spirit of the psalmist, and we return thanks to God. Lord, I thank you, for you have been faithful and loving. And so the, 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 the psalm that, the, that teaches us to give thanks to God, and today is a marvelous day for us to, uh, to thank God. I hope and pray that all of us who are together today as family, will have relationship of love. That in, in going to that, even as you prepare to go to the banquet today, before you go, to take that attitude that you have toward a brother, a relative, a, a member of your family, or even someone who's going to be there that you have been offended by, or even would consider an enemy. And to attend this party, this Thanksgiving banquet, with a spirit of love, with a spirit of gratitude, and asking God to fill your heart with that so that you will have joy and peace and goodness and salvation. We'll return to Building the Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essif in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app 
in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming, Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. Litany of Humility O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, that others may be esteemed more than I, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. That others may be preferred to me in everything. That others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. We now return to Building the Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essek. Monsignor? Yes? Once we decide to go and to encounter family and to have the attitude of gratitude, when we actually get into the mix of it all, challenges pop up maybe unexpectedly. Is this a point where we really can draw on those virtues and, and ask God to pour them down on us to be able to uh, help us get through. And if our actions aren't virtuous, then we're nowhere in dangerous territory. Oh, yeah, because <clears throat> virtue is that which you practiced. But if you have a vice of anger, if you have a vice of being short-tempered, then many of these so-called banquets, and anyone who has attended such a thing knows that these holidays can end in, in disaster of what he said to me that day or what I said that day. And uh, it, because it, there's, there's such evidence around for 
this being a situation that that could explode and and uh, cause a great deal of pain and and situations can you look back at some holidays and ever since then you haven't talked to this person or they haven't called you or you know it, it can be a, a situation uh, but we can go and we can prepare the best we can for when you come away from these situations even though nothing may be said but you don't have happiness you you aren't feeling uh, uh, uh you feel isolated at it you you feel uh rejected you you feel that uh you've you've never really you just feel burdened and and so this this can be uh an attitude that you you have if you don't know that everything you have has been given to you and that you you have whatever you have you have it to give i i was just talking to a priest last night and his attitude toward his sister is so is so terrible you know i was just listening to him and uh, I wasn't trying to judge him. I really wasn't. I was just praying in my heart. But I find so many who he's looking forward to today and he's going to be with her. But the attitude he has is, is if it doesn't break out in an argument, it, it, uh, it just will. It's just going to cause a lot of pain. And we, somehow that attitude gets communicated. And that's the kind of feelings of rejection and the burden we carry. Uh, because if, if this is the way you are in your heart, then that's what's going to happen. You know, another place, too, besides just the family gathering on a holiday like this is when we go to church on Sundays. Sometimes even being in the pews, the people next to us, the people that, Maybe this is where our kids go to the Catholic school, or, or this is my neighbor, or I'm not real happy with this priest. Isn't it amazing how we can, right when we go to worship, we still have all these things churning up inside of us. You see, we all have leprosy. We're all members of that leper colony in one way or another. So mm-hmm. we, we all have this disease of leprosy. And, and so did this Samaritan have it, too. But he has the relationship now, so it. it I, I really the the uh, example that's here in this gospel, and from what you're saying, we, we, here we are with Jesus, and and here he is. We're at mass, and we're at the Eucharist. Here he is, and we even could receive communion, and he could get that close to us. But I I could be that close and not have the relationship. What is the relationship that we have? It's in our hearts. Jesus can be on our altar. Jesus can even come to us in Holy Communion. But my mind and my heart and my attitude is not really gratitude. And it's not really my need for him to come into that spot where I could take on his attitude his disposition, because that's what I have in me by my baptism. 
the disposition that every Christian has in his heart is the disposition of Jesus. I am one with him. St. Paul says, I live, no, not I, but Christ lives in me. This Samaritan picked up and had in his cleansing the attitude of Jesus Christ. That's the greatest gift that he received. Then Jesus said, stand up and go. Once you have this, if this is what you have and you're listening to me, then you can do this and have this for your mother who has rejected you or maybe even tried an abortion with you. And you know, even from childhood, she, she rejected you. I can have an attitude toward my, because God wanted me. God wanted me in this life. Maybe you're an adopted person that's listening to me today, and you have always felt in this family that you really weren't totally accepted, and you always felt isolated. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you have a power in you, a gratitude in you to your biological father who rejected you and mother, and also to your adopting parents. Because you have an Abba, you have a father, you have a mother, Mary, you actually have the disposition of Jesus Christ. What is the greatest gift that this Samaritan got? A relationship with Christ. What does God want to give you this Thanksgiving day? A relationship with Jesus Christ. Wow. So that now, from now on, and the rest of your life, you will have a spirit of gratitude, not because of yourself, but as Paul said, you have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. That's what God has offered to all the world, all the world. I'm really happy, uh, you know, some people think if you're if you're outside the United States, you think maybe this is kind of a self-centered world, self-serving world here in the United States. And maybe images sometimes of America go out there. You know, I am here. And those of you who are listening, we have a magnificent country that God has given us. And I today want to thank God for America. I want to thank God for the United States. I want to thank God for the blessings and the goodness he has given to us. And I, there used to be a lady that sang this song, and I would like to have all of you who hear this praise and thank God for this day this opportunity in which all of us can agree God is the giver of all good gifts and God has certainly blessed us here in America. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above.
From the mountains to the prairie to the ocean white with foam god bless america my home sweet home god bless america my home sweet home God, continue to bless us. We have many flaws. We have many things that would need to be corrected. But you have given us a wonderful home. Thank you so much, Monsignor. God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving Day to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit DiscerningHearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif.